0: Hello and welcome to Tech, the Olympus NDT podcast. My name is Emily Péloquin and I want to thank you for tuning in today. This podcast is all about NDT and about the incredible people that work in our industry. I've been in this industry for just over a decade now, and I'm still amazed by the incredible people that I get to work with and how tightly connected this community is. On this show, have the chance to welcome experts from the field to chat about everything and anything, from challenging applications to new trends, and even tips and tricks on how to improve your NDT game. I hope you'll enjoy the unique insight that our guests are sharing with us and that it will inspire others to also want to help in making this world a safer place. Today on the show, I'm happy to welcome Christopher Branchley. Chris is the co-founder and CEO at SureHand, a company who focuses on reducing industrial labor shortages and underemployment in skilled trades. Chris is also the driving force behind the Rock the Trades workforce development movement. He is deeply committed to expanding awareness of blue collar career paths, reducing industrial labor shortages and ending underemployment. Today, we'll talk about this movement initiative and what one can do to contribute. Well, Chris, welcome to NSPEC Tech. Thank you very much for accepting this invitation.
1: Oh, great to be here, Emily. Thanks for having me on.
0: And typically, I start by asking my guests you know, how they got into uh, the NDT industry because it's, uh, it's not a common one. But for you, it's a little bit different because um, you're not specifically in the NDT industry. So I would like to ask you first, wh- what's, uh, what's your project? Can you explain for our audience what is Rock the Trades?
1: Uh, sure thing. Yeah, so Rock the Trades is a workforce development initiative, and we're really focused on celebrating uh, industrial workers out there, the, you know, the hardworking men and women who build, operate, and maintain um, the world around us. And you know this really grew out of the work that we were already doing with Surehand, which is the company behind Rock the Trades. And you know, as as we've talked about before, Surehand is a uh, hiring platform uh, that's focused on you know providing industrial employers with a faster, more cost-effective way to find best-fit skilled tradespeople, including NDT mm-hmm. techs and industrial inspectors. But what, what happened over the last, you know, call it 18 months with COVID and some other dynamics as we started to look at the work we were doing around, you know, that kind of matchmaking. Um, it became pretty clear to us that, you know, the the real problem here really sat at the top of the talent pipeline and that there just weren't enough people getting excited about and entering. The skilled mm-hmm. industrial trades right and so that was yeah, really the genesis yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah that was the genesis of it
0: i see so it's really a, it's a movement right that you started it's as uh, something to to bring awareness um principally
1: yeah so so again I, I we hope it becomes a movement i mean it starts off as a mission <laughs> and then as it grows you know we hope to get more and more uh, partners on board and, and individuals involved but yeah the two primary outcomes of Rock the Trades were focused on. One is to raise awareness of uh, career paths in the skilled trades as fulfilling, financially rewarding options for folks mm-hmm. to consider. And then for those that do choose to embark upon that career journey, um, you know, enable them in a variety of ways. So those are the two sort of primary outcomes that we're focused on.
0: I see. And so I know that there's a lot of trades, including, you know, the more, I guess, common, <laughs> the one that are more known in our industry, including welding. Sure. Um, but the question I do like to ask uh, my my guests is how... How did you hear about NDT? Because there is now a lot of inspectors who participated into the movement, uh, you know, myself included. I've been uh, participating and being interviewed yeah. by you guys, which was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, and so, how did you hear about that specific trade, and how did you uh, started to uh, dig in uh, the NDT industry?
1: Yeah, so it's a great question. And yes, thank you for, for joining the, the movement, uh, so to speak. And uh, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that a bit in a bit. But yeah, so for us, you know, my co-founder and I had spent probably, gosh, almost three decades in ed tech uh, adult learning, uh, really focused on helping uh, working professionals achieve their fullest potential. And we actually got brought into the NDT world by our investor. Surehand is uh, venture funded by Stanley Black and Decker, the good folks mm, who put tools yeah. on shelves and hardware store near you. Um, but they were the ones who, when they were looking at the industrial labor market and some of the challenges uh, in that market, identified NDT. And honestly, we didn't know what the acronym meant. Like, you know, right. you know, the deal, you stop 10 people. people on the street, <laughs> right? You right. ask them what NDT is, you'll be lucky if anyone knows. That's right. And, and so, you know, we had a pretty steep learning curve. But we, you know, as part of our process and doing the research ahead of creating the company, and then ultimately standing up the company and, and launching, you know, uh surehand the business, um, you know, we, we engaged, you know, thousands of stakeholders across uh, the NDT space from techs to employers to industry organizations like ASNT and NDTMA mm-hmm. and others. And, you know, I, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny in that, you know, I, I tell people that, you know, NDT is, probably the most pervasive industry or career path that no one's ever heard of. And it touches our everyday lives. And in yeah. many ways, mirrors the same around the skilled trades in general, right? I think, mm-hmm. you know, we, we often lose sight of uh, the thousands of skilled tradespeople that make, you know, our daily lives possible. You know, our, this podcast, this conversation can't happen with skilled tradespeople, right. and you know I think within the NDT world, unfortunately, you know it it gets the most sort of visibility when something really bad happens. That's you know, right. if there's a you know an airplane crash or a pipeline uh, explosion or, or or failure, you know that's oftentimes where you hear about um, NDT and inspection. The recent um, uh, high rise in Florida um mm-hmm. that uh, those issues, I mean, that's where you'll see in the press references to inspection and NDT. but anyway, we, we've really grown to fully appreciate NDT techs, the industry and, and again the men and women who work so hard to keep the world around us safe.
0: right. yeah and uh, uh, an inspector, a friend who told me at some point, if you do your job right, nobody should know you you were there, that's right you know and I it's it's exactly right, yeah, I love it. Uh, so you know, I I think that everybody would have a different uh, answer to that. But for you, why why are the trades so essential uh, in your opinion? Why do you think it's important to um, to highlight and uh, uh, to um, to make sure we continue having more people in the trades? Yeah,
1: I mean, look, I think that as I was just saying that you know, I think we've lost sort of sight of the industrial artists you know the skilled mm-hmm. trades people that again are are the ones who make you know your daily commute to work the office or the grocery store i mean thousands and thousands of people were involved in making that trip possible right the the mm-hmm. technology that drives the white collar world doesn't exist without blue collar workers and and really there's there's sort of two things we're pushing back on or focused on with rock the trades in terms of how we're going after this this opportunity. One is, we're really pushing back on this relentless prevailing narrative, which, you know, over the last 30 to 50 years, let's say, uh, has undervalued vocational training, uh, what's now called career technical education, Mm -hmm. uh, union apprenticeships and the like with this, you know, four year college degree by default or college first mindset. There's nothing wrong with college, college was Mm -hmm. the right career path for me aligned with my interests Mm -hmm. and ambitions. But it's not the best fit starting point for everyone right and and you know as we have that dynamic that's been playing out over the last few decades the other you know we're in this sort of perfect moment in time where you know you have about a trillion dollars about to be put into the uh u.s infrastructure Mm -hmm. Uh, it's nice to have the money if you don't have the people to do the work you're not going to get very far yeah. Um, and then you also have uh, a moment in time coming off the pandemic where I think to a person, you know, blue collar, white collar, everyone in between that, you know, folks have really reevaluated their personal and professional decisions, choices, what's important to them. And so we just think it's really the perfect opportunity uh, through that combination of demand and need for skilled trades workers and this this idea that people might be open to thinking differently. About their work lives, that we think there's an opportunity to really, again, elevate the skilled trades to the rightful position, you know, beside uh, the white collar professionals and career paths.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a really good point, and I know that in uh, at least in uh, in the NDT uh, side in the NDT industry, uh, it's a really aging industry too, and I think it's because mainly of that, you know, this the stigma that. Um, for some reason you know it, it's it's not as valuable or it's not has um rewarding or something and and uh hopefully we we change that narrative because uh it's again you know now it's uh we need new people <laughs> we do because otherwise we'll we'll be in trouble in uh in 10 years from now or even less than that uh, as as you know, I think the average is uh, in the fifties for NDT. Uh, so it's it's
1: it's definitely up there. I mean, if you look at the the median age of workers in the U.S. at any rate, mm-hmm. it's you know uh, high upper thirties. You look at the skilled trades. You look at welders and mechanics. You're in the early forties. Same with construction worker. You get into inspectors, machinists, heavy equipment operators, and you're in the upper forties if not higher, as you yeah. as you pointed out. So that baby boomer generation dynamic, aging out of the workforce. Uh, again, just as another contributor to really the 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 issue at hand, and why we feel it's so important with Rock the Trades to honor and celebrate those already working in the skilled trades, but as importantly, do a lot of the myth busting and you know educational work where you know those that might be open to a career in the trades to really understand like what's required, what's a day in the life of a NDT tech look like, how much Mm -hmm. money can they make, what skills certs and uh, certifications and other training might they need? Where can they get those, where can they get that training? And then once they have the skills, you know, where can they find a job in that, in that trade near them? I mean, that's, that's a big part of what we're going after with uh, not just rock the trades, the movement, but, our mobile app as well, is very much focused on supporting skilled tradespeople pre-career through early, mid, and even late career, and then, how can we connect the, the late career folks that are aging out of the workforce to serve as coaches and mentors for those either just entering the trade or thinking about it. That we believe is how you, is a big part of how we can start to push back on this, this narrative and these issues.
0: That's great. And yeah, so you mentioned, you know, that people are joining the movement. And so you have something that you call rockers and roadies. Um, Can you explain those two different terms and uh, different uh, roles as a, what's a rocker?
1: Yeah, sure thing. And thank you for being a rocker. I'll say that uh, (laughs) out of the gate, uh, Emily. Um, Yeah. So for us, as I said, uh, you know, in, in the spirit of honoring and celebrating those who are already working in the skilled trades, um, it's really important for us to not put ourselves, you know, rock the trades, the mission or Surehand, mm-hmm. the company that stood the mission up or even myself up on the stage, uh, the trades people, those that are working. Uh, as welders, as boilermakers, as HVAC refrigerant techs, as machinists, as NDT techs, you all are the ones that should be up on the stage. you're the mm-hmm. ones that need to be celebrated And I think in doing so um, and, and really building out a diverse pool of uh, whom we call rockers basically industry influencers and and basically their or your narratives you know both you know personally and professionally can serve as an inspiration for those thinking about, Getting into a given trade, that authenticity we feel is really important to give folks thinking about a career in the trades. Again, frankly, those kind of role models, and and and, and then moreover, you know, our our rocker, uh, the roster of rockers we're building out. Uh, mm-hmm. These are folks that are genuinely, you know, and I would say fierce advocates for the skilled trades, and and are focused to a person on ensuring that they don't just survive, but in fact, they thrive. So it's a big mm-hmm. part of our, our movement. And as you can imagine, I think we're at about a dozen uh, rockers out there right now across multiple trades. You know, our goal over the next 12 months is to 10x that. So you can imagine as we have all those really powerful uh, voices out there supporting yeah. the Rock the Trades initiative, it can just only, you know, uh, not just help the mission grow. But ultimately, uh, help us achieve our goals.
0: Yeah, that, I think that's that's amazing, and I, I'm really happy uh, uh, to to be part of this for sure. And hopefully, that's gonna this uh, podcast, you know, might bring uh, the interest to other folks to uh, to reach out and do the same. Because uh, you know, honestly, for for me, that was the the stigma, especially as a as a woman in the field, you know. The, some some folks here uh some listeners they, they know my background was in welding and especially for a trade like this one as a woman um there's there's a ton of stigma just a ton and uh and it's unfortunate because it is such a rewarding fulfilling uh work and uh and there's there's no reason why a woman uh couldn't contribute and and be a uh, you know, as, uh, as you put it, like a, uh, uh, a trade artist or, you know, a, a worker um, that, uh, that con- contributes to this. And, uh, you know, some, some are more fortunate depending where you live. The stigma might be stronger uh, than other places, but I just, you know, I, I think it's so important to break those uh, barriers now.
1: I, I agree 100 percent, Emily. And when you think when you look at what's happening out there in the trades, and I think if you look across the trades in the U.S., anywhere, you know, from five to 10 percent of a given trade workforce uh, are, are women.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I,
1: but I do think diversity and inclusion overall is a huge uh, sort of subtext to our ability to make a dent at uh, the industrial labor shortages out there today. Um, and it, and it's not just about, you know, gender or ethnicity. I mean, obviously, that's important to continue to uh, expand their th- those underrepresented populations in the trade workforce. But to me, this is also about kind of uh, amplifying this message Mm -hmm. beyond sort of blue-collar households or families. Because, you know, frankly, those folks have passed these career paths and the value of them down generation over generation. I can't tell you how many NDT folks we've spoken to say, well, hey, how'd you get into NDT? And it was like, well, my brother or my uncle or my buddy's (laughs) sister's friend introduced me to it, and that's how I got into it, and that's great. But Mm -hmm. the blue-collar households already understand all this. This is about, again, elevating the skilled trades career paths, So that all collar households, you know, blue to white to everything in between, collar households uh, get really excited about the prospect of one of their family members or their friends going to a trade school to learn to become a welder, Mm -hmm. a machinist, an NDT tech and celebrating that person on social media as they might when, you know, that same family member or friend gets into you know, Harvard or USC or University mm-hmm. of Delaware, like, I mean, we really want to drive toward that parity. And, and I do think diversity and inclusion is a big part of that, that narrative.
0: 100%. Yeah, I love it. And so, okay, so and that's for a, a rocker. Um, and what's a roadie now? So I know that you work also with, with companies. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about roadies?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so one of the things that, you know, as we were you know standing up sure over the last couple of years and building that business and, and and you know more recently focused on rock the trades and and the, that workforce uh, development movement um, it became pretty clear to me at, at least that you know given that it you know the narrative that's been out there the last 30 to 50 years right that is undervalued vocational training mm-hmm. in the trades in general i started thinking like well why is that happening i know for the last 5 10 20 years That organizations like, you know, everything from government at the national, local or state and local level, uh, corporations, their brands, uh, labor unions, industry associations, educational institutions, trade schools, etc., they all have put an enormous amount of time, energy, uh, money, intelligence into solving this problem. So, you know, Mm -hmm. why, why is it not getting better? In fact, it's getting worse. And, and one hypothesis we have with Rock the Trades and probably the second thing that we're really poking at, as I referenced earlier, is this idea that all those initiatives are great. We need more. I mean, the more, the merrier. But one of the challenges of those initiatives is they start off very siloed off from one another mm-hmm. in that they're focused on a given trade or a given industry in a given region or on a specific community or cohort within that community. Right. And so even mm-hmm. though they're they're all attacking the same problem. They're talking about it very, very differently, right? right so right. they brand it a certain way or they talk about it in a certain way. And we believe with Rock the Trades, one of the opportunities we have is to really create a big tent movement um, and bring all of those stakeholders into that tent with us and rally around this notion, this concept of Rock the Trades. So what the roadies are for us... Is again sort of the analog to the or the opposite of the rockers, who are the individuals, the skilled industrial tradespeople, those industrial artists. We put them up on the stage. The roadies are all those organizations who uh, depend on those skilled tradespeople mm-hmm. uh, for their business, um, or otherwise, you know, are, have a vested interest in ensuring the health of the skilled trades talent pipeline. So those are the roadies, and so just as an example. Um, You know, ShareHand, the company that, you know, our company that stood up Rock the Trades, that we're a roadie. Mm -hmm. Um, American Welding Society, we brought on as a roadie. Uh, We started off in the welding uh, trade just because we kicked off in April, which was National Welding Month. Um, uh, There are uh, uh, trade schools and training providers like AATA, Mm -hmm. John Stewart and Dylan Lennox out of LA do uh, NDT training at no cost for uh, military veterans. Oh, in NDT, amazing. in NDT, so they're training up NDT folks uh, and others, and we're going to continue to grow that the roster of roadies uh, as we move forward. But the whole idea is to get you know now you can imagine this movement where you've got these skilled tradespeople out, you know, sharing their stories, their narratives, their successful careers and their lives, and then on the other uh, side of the coin, you've got these organizations that are becoming sort of more more consistent in their messaging and weaving in rock the trades into their own workforce development narratives uh, uh, and initiatives. again, our hope is that we can drive that toward you know something that uh, becomes a much more powerful construct really get it to to signal right so that it's a message that you know starts to get out there and people realize, oh yeah we really do need the rock the trades here's why and here's all these great individuals and organizations already doing, uh, doing that, you know, we need to jump on board as well.
0: So that's the roadie piece of it. That's great. And so, uh, you covered a, a bit, some of that already in your message, but yep. if, um, so since it's a fairly new mission, uh, where would you like the mission to, to go, uh, while well, going forward, you know, what's your highest hope for, uh, the rug, the trade movement?
1: Well, you know, I I think, you know, and I've said this before um, that in other places in that, you know, for me, it is, you you know, when we do see those uh, folks going in the trades being wildly celebrated, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, singing their praises, the unsung heroes that they are. I mean, I think at the macro level, personally, I would love to see that. You know, I think for us, these are these are absolutely essential workers. Yeah. And I, I would just encourage all of your listeners to really be mindful of the things they're doing throughout their day that required a skilled tradesperson to make that thing possible. Mm, and, yeah. um, and, and I think if we can do that, uh, we have a real chance at sort of pushing back on the narrative and, and you know, expanding the, the, the workforce and getting folks that would not traditionally go into those career paths, whether they're folk, kids coming out of high school, folks separating from military service coming out of the correctional system, folks that are in white-collar jobs that are miserable staring at laptops all day and would rather mm-hmm. be, you know, working with their hands out mm-hmm. in the field, whether or not they could get in the college and, and all. I mean, there's so many false narratives around, you know, uh, uh, education and intelligence related to the trades. We talked to a lot of incredibly intelligent people in the trades that did get in the college and chose not to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and, and this whole idea that, you know, the trades are somehow this fallback path for kids that can't hack college. It just needs to, to to be reversed. So in terms of my wildest dreams, you know, I would love to see Rock the Trades become, you know, this pervasive meme, if you will. And, you know, you all are familiar with memes, those yep. kind of silly videos and, and GIFs and stuff that people share, but they're super yeah. powerful.
0: That's and true. the
1: dictionary definition of a meme is an idea or concept that spreads uh, rapidly through a culture or society, right? That's the dictionary mm. definition of a meme. So it's I think cultural, about, yeah. yeah, I think about, you know, I'll date myself, go back to the '80s, and Nancy Reagan era. Just say no to drugs was a meme before memes were memes, right? Before the internet. <laughs> yes, that's even true. Existed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then you come sort of closer to where we, you and I sit today, and you've got, you know, Black Lives Matter, Stop Asian yeah. Hate, the Me Too mm-hmm. movement, really mm-hmm. powerful movements and messages and i'm not comparing them sort of on 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 their merits or substance but those expressions those words became very powerful constructs for individuals and organizations to rally around to the benefit of you know a cause or an outcome or desired goals right and so i think in 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 our wildest dreams having rock the trades become that that meme if you will become that message that really helps, you know, really the world ultimately rally around the skilled trades, um, I I think that would be awesome.
0: I couldn't agree more. (laughs) That's great. And uh, I really, really appreciate uh, you came on here to discuss that very important mission. Thanks again also for, you know, having me participating into this and, and being a rocker. And uh, I, I really hope uh, this takes a lot of momentum, that it continues to gain momentum and um, to uh, maybe talk again in about a year and make sure that uh, we can continue pushing that very important message.
1: Uh, I would love to do that, Emily. Certainly appreciate your support. Truly grateful uh, for the opportunity to chat with you today.
0: Same here. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, you bet. This was it for today's show. I absolutely love the Rock the Trades mission, and I hope that with it, at some point, one day, I won't even have to ask, how did you stumble across NDT? Because everybody will know about our amazing field. So that's the hope at least. But in the meantime, let's continue to spread the message and to break the stigmas. You too can get involved at rockthetrades.com. And if you have a mission of your own or a project you would like to share with us, just reach out by sending us an email at podcast@olympus.com, at olympus.com. And we can talk about your project or about your career to inspire others here on the show. As always, thanks for listening and for being involved in keeping the world safe out there. See you next time.